Here are a few examples of the specializations we offer. Aerospace engineering, chemical engineering, civil engineering, computer engineering, yada, yada, yada. We also offer a range of extracurricular activities and opportunities for students to get involved in research projects and internships. Our goal is to help you gain the skills and experience you need to succeed in the engineering field. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for considering our university as you embark on your educational journey. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Best regards. I mean, that sounds like every email that I've ever received during my secret shopping experiments from an engineering program. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer's Guide to ChatGPT and Generative AI, a special podcast series brought to you by Enrollify and Element 451 and hosted by Artis Kadu, founder and CEO of Element 451, and yours truly, Zach Buzicruz from Enrollify. Over the next four weeks, we're taking a deep dive into the past, the present, and the future of the role that artificial intelligence plays in higher education marketing and student recruitment. In episode one, you'll get a crash course on what ChatGPT is and why higher ed marketers and enrollment managers should care about this revolutionary tool. In episode two, you'll join Artis and I for a live brainstorm on how marketers and admissions professionals can use ChatGPT to generate innovative campaign ideas and to increase operational efficiency. In episode three, Artis and I are joined by JC Benia. Element board member and the chief data officer at Vayner Media for a conversation on the history of generative AI and how the broader advertising space is using AI to promote their products and services. And finally, in episode four, Artis and I are joined by Element's chief technology officer, Petar Georgievich, for a conversation on how Element is using AI to build one of the industry's most powerful and user-friendly CRMs on the market. All right, without further ado, Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer's Guide to ChatGPT and Generative AI. And just like that, artists, we are live. How are you doing today, man? Oh, doing great. Doing great. <laughs> good, good. I, I'm excited for our chat today. This is episode two in this special series that we're doing with you and, and the rest of the incredible team at Element. That's really doing it. We're doing a deep dive into ChatGPT and AI and how these kind of like new tools that have been talked about by pretty much like every media outlet. It's you, you can't escape it right now. There's like this momentum in the air right around AI and specifically this chat GPT tool. So we want to talk a little bit about how folks in higher ed marketing and enrollment management can leverage these tools in, in very practical and very productive ways. So I'm pumped for this series, but I'm, I'm really just also excited for this episode where we're going to dive into some of these ideas. Um, but before before we do so, do you want to just give us kind of like a quick little like refresh uh, for those who uh, may have not listened to episode one and or they listened to episode one, but it's been a week since they've uh, consumed the content. Could you just give us like the quick 30 to 60 second sort of overview of what ChatGPT actually is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So ChatGPT is a, um, I think the analogy that we used last time is a much, much more advanced Alexa or Siri. Uh, it is a tool uh, that can generate content depending on specific prompts that you give it. The company who, who has built it is called OpenAI. It's a, 
uh, an AI company and they have built an AI model, artificial intelligence model, uh, which is based on a lot of text data and mm. it's able to produce uh, content based on any particular prompt that you can ask it or any particular input that you, you provide to it. After you said that last time, artist, I was having a conversation with my grandma and she was like, Zach, like, what is all this chat? I think she called it chat D3P is what she called it. <laughs> chat D3P stuff. And I was like, grandma, it's like a, it's like a way more sophisticated Alexa. And she loves her Alexa and she talks to her Alexa all the time. And for her, that did it. And I was like, I got to give credit to artists for, for that one. Um, so that, that analogy, I think does, does sort of speak volumes for, for what this tool is. I am pumped for today's chat because what, you know, I, I think that this is like a really appropriate time to to dive into some ideas around how folks can leverage not just ChatGPT, but also other AI tools um, that are that are popping up. It seems like every day now, and and I think that why this is such a pertinent time to to be having this conversation is higher education as an industry has been hit with a, a number of things over the last few years that is that is quite frankly like totally disrupted uh the space right obviously there was covid but beyond covid just incredible or you know maybe as a result at least in part of covid incredible turnover you saw um we, we're still seeing folks kind of leave moving into the private sector we're seeing folks kind of just even staying in higher ed but jumping ship very quickly and uh, starting at one institution and then literally six, seven months there, they're at another. And so there's there's this incredible like um, moment, right, that, that we're still living through where especially leaders are are stressed about retention, right? Leaders are stressed about asking their teams to, to do even more than they're already doing. And while AI is by no means some like magic silver bullet that's going to fix all of those problems, at least right now, the the conversation we had last week and the conversation that we'll we'll continue to be having uh, today and, and over the next few episodes here, I think is 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 important because what it does at least uh, somewhat, as you mentioned last time, it offers sort of a, a perspective of how we could leverage these tools to act as co-pilots, right? To to reduce some of like the mental load that our our team members um, spend a lot of time doing, right? These these manual tasks, these, these like laborious sort of like. Uh, run-of-the-mill processes that these tools can can help simplify and and quite frankly help us save a lot of time. So, what I was what I was hoping to do today, artists, is pick your brain a little bit on you know, what are what are some like specific ways you see folks right now leveraging uh, tools like ChatGPT to to help reduce the amount of time and, and effort that their teams have to spend sort of doing these 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 manual tasks. Depending on what type of work you're doing, uh, ChatGPT can be very useful as a um, as a generator of ideas or as a way to uh, mass personalize um, communications or mm. a way to make things more accessible. And I'm going to kind of go into those three different areas. Uh, one of them is Please. personalization. So with personalization, we talked about this a little bit before, but uh, personalization um, and a lot of these tools can help in creating highly personalized and targeted content for prospective students. So one of the things that we can do is we can take a bullet point uh, list with a few things as a template and then say, generate an email that is, per that is um, empathetic and focuses on this uh, different uh, points, and it will create an email for you uh, 
with those specific points in there and variables. And mm. now you can take that and you can kind of replace a couple of bullet points again and kind of generate another email, another email, another email that's very specific to those people. So that's on the personalization level. And we'll touch base on this a, a little bit later as you perhaps we can even show a couple of things that you might have available. Uh, yeah. The second one is efficiency, right? So the efficiency uh, part of ChatGPT can be used around routine, time-consuming tasks. If you're answering a question over and over again, um, you might um, kind of ask ChatGPT uh, around like doing quick searches or kind of rephrasing things um, or providing guidance to a student, but you have a, a library of, of information and you can just grab a few things from there and say, can you rephrase this or can you rewrite yeah. this in, in, in two sentences? Or you have a body of text and then you can bring that in and say, um, I have this really long answer, but I'm actually communicating with them over SMS. So I really need this to be under 100 characters. Can you give me, can you rewrite this under 100 characters? Yeah. So, so that is at the efficiency level, right? And also it can kind of generate ideas for you at that efficiency as well. The, the last one um, that we, or the third one, because uh, we always have to go in three, it's access, <laughs> right? Um, if you think about access, ChatGPT can make information and resources more accessible to students with disabilities mm. or language barriers. So translation is one of the things that becomes super important. So now when you can, you can generate a response, but these models are really good at giving you that response in a completely different language. So you can mm. ask it, hey, um, here's, a, here's a response, but can you output it in Spanish? And it will give you that answer in Spanish. So now you can just send uh, a non-speaking English student or someone who, who's, who's challenged with with English in, in a completely different language, and you can respond yeah. to them in that language. So those three areas are super important, and we you can focus on all three of those. We can dive deeper in each one of those specific yeah. areas and in, in how you can go about it, but mentally thinking, personalization, right? How to make things personal and personal communication, efficiency, how do we do more? And how do we do things faster and then access? It's like, how do we um, have different modes of communicating with people with disabilities or changing something to a different language and so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that framework. I think that's super, super helpful for folks. Uh, diving, diving a little bit deeper into, I think this falls under both personalization and efficiency. Like one of the things that came to mind as you were talking artists is anytime you're, especially if you're representing a particular program, right? Like let's say you're working in admissions and you're working with a faculty member and a student like has a program specific question. Sometimes faculty members might like <laughs> write a, you know, a, an essay in terms of a, a response. And as yes. the admissions counselor or coordinator, you know, that you can't, you can't just copy and paste a five paragraph essay response with lots of jargon and send it to a 17 year old, right? Who really just have like a, a, a relatively basic question about the program, right? And so you could, in theory, to uh, to help like streamline this, you could take the faculty member's response, you could throw it into chat GPT, and you could say, hey, summarize, as you just mentioned, summarize this faculty member's response in like 
Gen Z lingo or something like that, right? Um, and maybe that's a little bit too crass, but but you know what I'm getting at. And because of the the context that this um, that ChatGPT has, it'll it'll output something that at least is you know worth working with, right? It might not, it's not going to be perfect, but like it'll surprise you of of how good it is. Uh, a, a quick example too, right? As I maybe this is a little meta, um, and and not the company. But uh, as uh, as we right before we hopped on, artists, I it was we you know, I knew we were going to be talking about uh, AI and in higher ed and and ideas for folks. I I literally like jumped into uh, ChatGPT and I got in, which you know you don't always get in because I'm not a premium or plus member here. And I asked ChatGPT, I, I just said, how should higher ed marketers uh, use ChatGPT? Uh, and there's a couple things I want to point out here. Um, that, that I thought were really interesting. So, it, you know, it always does a good job of kind of like summarizing the prompt, right, for you. And then it talked about, you know, chatbots, which was, you know, somewhat expected content creation, personalization, alumni engagement, but actually the one that like I hadn't thought of at least immediately. And I guess this is just a version of a chatbot, but was social media engagement. So, how, you know, hired marketers can use ChatGPT to engage with followers on social media platforms. ChatGPT can be used to respond to comments and questions on social media that provide quick and accurate answers to followers. And, you know, this might be a little bit outside of the wheelhouse of, of most of the folks who are tuning into this conversation, but your social teams, right, spend a lot of time answering the same questions, right? And if you can leverage a tool like this to take care of some of that lift, right? Just think through like the the savings of, of time there. I also thought uh, this was really interesting artists. So at the end, it says, uh, ChatGPT says, it's important to note that while ChatGPT is a powerful tool for higher ed marketers, it should be used in conjunction with other marketing strategies to create a well-rounded marketing plan. ChatGPT should always be used ethically and transparently, making it clear to users when they are engaging with an AI power tool. Like it, it has the quote unquote social awareness to write, to, to provide like the disclaimer that is necessary. So, so folks don't just take this in and, and run with it, which I thought was just like really, really, really smart. But um, anyways, I, I thought this was like a, a fun, very practical kind of use case of these ideas, right, are not rocket, like these aren't like revolutionary ideas. But in, in this particular context, at least for me, the social media one stood out of, oh, interestingly, I hadn't thought about that. How do I think a little bit deeper about how I might use that in my context? So I feel like this is like a very practical way in which someone might be able to use this tool. Hey guys, Zach here. I want to quickly interrupt this conversation to invite you to join me at Element 451's Engage Summit on June 27th and 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina. When it comes to the student experience, we know that you want to be a trusted guide from recruiting all the way to graduation. Well, the Engage Summit brings the best minds in higher ed together to give you the strategy and tools that you need to create a cohesive student experience from start to finish. Explore the latest technologies, increase your skill set, and gain insight into today's students to deliver the most powerful and personalized digital engagement experience every step of the way. This is not your standard EdTech user conference. This is a dynamic, inspirational, and empowering event for all higher ed marketers and admissions professionals. I'll be presenting at this year's event along with some of your favorite higher ed LinkedIn and Twitter follows. You can learn more about this event and register for it at engage.element451.com. Oh, and you can get $50 off your registration when you use the discount code Enrollify50. That's Enrollify50 at checkout. So go ahead, check it out, RSVP at engage.element451.com. Looking forward to seeing you all there.
Now, the next thing that you can do is you can ask it, give me five examples of best practices. Give me five examples. We're doing this in real time, folks, of best practices. What's next, artist? For using. For using. Sorry, I'm typing with one hand and holding my mic with the <laughs> other. Uh, for using. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. In personalized. In personalized. Emails. Emails. Perfect. All right. Let's see what happens here. Okay. Da -da -da -da. All right. Sure. Here are five best practices for using ChatGPT in personalized email. Going to read these artists? Well, sure. So we can use personalized subject lines, and it goes into saying make the subject lines and email personalized, attention grabbing. Uh, it says you can use ChatGPT to generate subject lines that are tailored to the recipient's interest of past behavior. Of course, mm. in this case, we need to give it some more context, right? Context is important. The second one is use the recipient's name, um, tailor the content uh, to the recipient's interest, provide value, and include a clear call to action. Um, now, one of the things that we can now do is uh, we can ask ChatGPT to write an email with the recommendations above. Hmm. So write a... Write an email. Write an email using the reco... Reco how do you spell recommendations? Is it it doesn't matter, it'll fix it for you. So <laughs> okay, even beautiful. even if you so <laughs> using the recommendations above um recommendations above right to a prospective student to a prospective student called called John John. All uh, right, let's just, oh, go ahead. Well, you want, we, we want to add a little bit more context, right? Because we want to right. tell him, um, call John who lives in. Who lives in. North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. And is interested in engineering. Interested. In engineering. All right, and this just for folks who um, haven't caught on already. This is a this is a prompt, right? We are correct. We're asking the tool to to do something for us. So let's see what ChatGPT does. Drumroll, please. <laughs> so there we go. Oh wow! It included a subject line. Sure. Here's an example email that incorporates the best practices that we mentioned above. Subject: John. Learn how you can engineer your future at XYZ University. Dear John, that's pretty, that's I hope pretty this good, right? It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dear John, I hope this email finds you well. As someone who is interested in engineering, you're probably looking for a university that can help you achieve your goals and prepare you for a successful career. That's why I wanted to reach out and tell you about XYZ University, located in the heart of North Carolina. Okay, so that's where they might have uh, lost a little bit of context. Um, they right. might have assumed that, yeah, they, they're assuming University the school is, is in mm -hmm. North Carolina. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
At XYZ University, we are committed to providing our students with a world-class education in engineering. Our faculty members are experts in their fields and have and have years of industry experience, and our students have access to state-of-the-art labs and facilities, facilities that allow them to gain hands-on experience in their chosen fields. Based on your interests and your past behavior, we believe that our engineering program would be a great fit for you. Our program is designed to give students a solid foundation in the principles of engineering, and we offer a wide range of specializations to help you focus on the areas that interest you most. Here are a few examples of the specializations we offer. Aerospace engineering, chemical engineering, civil engineering, computer engineering, yada, yada, yada. We also offer a range of extracurricular activities and opportunities for students to get involved in research projects and internships. Our goal is to help you gain the skills and experience you need to succeed in the engineering field. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for considering our university as you embark on your educational journey. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Best regards. Right. I mean, that sounds like every email that I've ever received during my secret shopping experiments <laughs> from an engineering program. <laughs> exactly. So now we can, we can try to make that a little bit more personalized, obviously by adding more context, but now you can go back and you can kind of change the details uh, of that if you want. And now it will give you a different email. Um, uh, one more thing that we can now start adding to this is um, because the way that ChatGPT works is it, it actually keeps track of your prior um, context. So it yeah. will use some of the things that you've told it before. Um, so now you can um, you can come in here and you can say, um, uh, give me a or, or summarize this, summarize the above email in uh, 140 characters. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Summarize the above email in 140 oops characters yeah because that's a freaking long email <laughs> i don't mm -hmm. know that uh john would read that whole email summarize the above email in 140 characters okay let's see what they say Dun -da 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 -da. i think you might have to scroll down a little bit Oh, there you go. Thank you, artist. Um, discover how XYZ University can help you engineer your future. Learn about our faculty, facilities, specializations, and extracurricular extracurriculars. Hashtag engineering. So it knows it, or it thinks it's a tweet, right? Because of the 140 Correct. characters that we threw Correct. in. Exactly. So now wow. you, can, you can go ahead and transform this content. Now that you have it, you can ask it to give it to you in different formats. So one of the things that you can ask it to do is... Um, again, write a tweet with uh, emojis. Yeah, yeah. Write a tweet on the above with... Or what if we just say, write a happy tweet? Write Should a happy tweet. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, write a happy tweet on... Oops, can't spell happy. Happy tweet on the above. Let's yep. see what happens. Excited to share the amazing opportunities available in our engineering program at XYZ University. Join us in engineering your future today. And they did like the congratulations um, and the rocket ship uh, yeah. emojis. And they said, hashtag higher ed, hashtag STEM. Wow. Right. So that's what, better than a lot of, of tweets the, that I see from these folks. <laughs> one of the other things that you can ask it now is you can ask it to take, um, include a call to action um, mm. or any. Include a call to action. 
on the above. It will do it automatically. You don't have to write above because it understands oh, the cool. context. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's that smart. It's so smart. Okay. Ready to engineer your future at XYZ University? Visit our website and explore our resources to learn more. Hashtag engineering, hashtag higher ed. Right. Wow. So the point here is that you have some piece of content already that you have written. Um, yeah. You can ask ChatGPT to change the formatting of that. You can ask it to make it more happy or friendly or direct or... Um, so you can change, you know, the tone of, of these messages by giving it a piece of content and saying, change this. You can ask it to summarize it into different kind of summaries for different posts, right? You can ask it to write a LinkedIn post, which is a little bit yeah. longer. It understands that you can write to write the tweet. You can write it. You can tell it to write an SMS message. Uh, you can ask for include a call to action in there. You can specify what the call to action is. Um, so all of these different things, you can kind of modify the content to personalize it and to make it better or to change the tone or to make it easier. The best thing you can do is probably go in and take a look at some of your emails, take those mm. emails and come in and say, rewrite the following content um, in a friendly tone or uh, include call to actions and make them short, you know, two paragraphs long. Right. So yeah, you can yeah. do that and you go ahead and copy an email, you know, that you've, you have um, uh, kind of written before and yeah. it will kind of completely change the tone and rewrite that email for you or that piece of content in a nice way. Um, a message can come in from the dean, which can be, you know, an announcement to students, but it's it's in the form of a memo. It's pretty long. Yeah. You can ask it to uh, create a bullet point, a, a bulleted list um, of that content. So it basically summarizes and creates a bulleted list. And then now you can send it out to your uh, own campus uh, students. You can ask yeah. it to write a better subject line for the email. So write me a subject mm. line for the following um, email, and then you can give it the email that you have. And you can ask it to write five subject lines all at once, and then um, uh, and, and then you can then ask it to create a. Um, you can elaborate on one of those subject lines, right? So it can do all of these different things. Um, and, and you can kind of continue that conversation, but it's all in the effort of saving time because yeah. most of the yeah. time what you're doing is you're taking a piece of content or a piece of text and you are transforming that to put it in a different medium, right? Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. Our shows feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Mickey Baines, Jeremy Tears, Jamie Hunt, Corinne Myers, Jamie Gleason, and many, many more. You can learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcasts.enrollify.org. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. Find yours at podcast.enrollify.org. We do that every single day. 
and making your content better. It's again, something similar uh, to we have stuff ready, so let's make that better. Let's make the subject lines better. Let's make it more personal, right? Um, yeah. The other part that you can do in here is that you can create these prompts and you can add variables in there. So you don't have to rewrite the prompt over and over again. You can create these variables and you can say, where we put John before, we can say yeah. student name. <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah. and then we can put student name below equals to the person's John. And then you will write something specific for that. It sounds like you you did um, you rewrote it above as a seventeen year old. <laughs> yeah, I was well. I was thinking as you're as you're talking about like context, right? Artists and like how like and specifically about like personalization and like tone and style. I, I given sort of this example that we've been running through, I was just curious like how would it just re? And again, all I said was rewrite the above as a seventeen year old would. And this is again sticking to our our John example, who's interested mm -hmm. in engineering. And ChatGPT says, "Hey, John." Are you into are you into engineering? Check out XYZ University. It's sick. You can choose from six cool specializations and tons of extracurriculars. Visit our website to learn more. Hashtag engineering, hashtag higher ed. And this time there are three emojis uh, that that were included. A rocket ship. It looks like a, a guy engineer and a and a woman engineer. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is great. This is amazing. Um, and again, like artists, what you're saying is like, this is, this is not something that you would just copy and paste and, and blast out to all of your prospects. But, but again, like it just is a very quick and easy way to diversify a message into a number of different tones and then discern like, all right, what tone is going to make the most sense given the person or audience that I'm communicating with. Exactly. Exactly. So that is the baseline for what you can use it for. You have content, <laughs> bring it in here, change the tone, change the format, summarize it, put it in different kind of formats for the different channels. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Um, another thing that I'm just thinking about here is like digital advertising, right? And just other, mm -hmm. other like we're, we're using a lot of copy examples because I think that, that that's maybe an easier example to pull from. But like, let's say you're analyzing your digital ad campaigns and you realize like, wow, like we're like, when it comes to this audience, we just can't figure out like how to increase our conversion rate on these campaigns by more than, you know, 2% or whatever it is, right? And so using ChatGPT to basically be like, hey, here's the ad copy I've been using. Here's the audience I'm trying to go after. How like how do how should I rewrite this if I'm targeting you know um, a male a, a male audience between the ages of 35 and 45 right or something like that and then and say like give me five to ten different versions of you know this copy that I could use to target this particular audience and then again it's just it it acts as like this incredible brainstorming tool for you and your and your team. And who knows, like maybe maybe there's some sort of insight that ChatGPT has on what this particular demo has, dem this particular demographic has that can then be used in the context of your headline copy for your, your you know, Facebook ad creative or whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. Um, so one of the other things that I'm going to um, give you as an example is um, so we, we talked about in this case, we said, um, uh, chat, we said chat GPT in I read marketing. Yep. 
Um, do you want me to share my screen so I can? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are, you, are you using? Yeah, go ahead. Take over. So I will do that. Let me see if I can. Um... I have some crazy. Um... I have some crazy oh, wow. um, uh, ones in here. Oh, here's an interesting one. So uh, we'll probably make some of these available after, but this is a yeah. editor bot. So you can actually provide a lot of context. In this case, what I did is we said, hey, you're an editor bot, detail-oriented content editor. As an editor, your primary role is. So essentially, we're priming it. We're giving it context around telling him what an editor uh, is and, and, and how it does things. And then huh. we're going in and saying your ultimate goal as a content editor is to improve the clarity, coherence, and overall effectiveness of the written piece of content, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's a pretty long prompt. And then what we're asking it to do is to evaluate at the end, we're saying, if you have more than one edit, so basically we're saying provide all of these um, suggestions or editor suggestions. And at the end, we're saying respond ready if you acknowledge and uh, and I'll paste my first text for you to analyze. And it says ready, right? Wow. And then <laughs> after that, what I did is I just pasted a paragraph in here. Um, but basically, I took a, a couple of paragraphs of one of the articles that we had on our website. And what you will do is if somebody, if a writer or somebody else is giving you this, this content, um, essentially what it's done in here down below is said, okay, here's the overall, it gives you an overall feedback. Here's some pieces huh. of actionable advice that can improve this content. Reorganize the, the, the introduction to provide a clear definition of the report uh, and its purpose. Clarify the relationship between the report and COVID-19 pandemic, because this was uh, an article about um, the COVID-19 pandemic and so on and so forth. Yeah. Use specific examples to illustrate the trends. Add additional information to enhance the piece and provide context for the reader. Consider rephrasing certain sections. And then it goes into detail around line editing. It's like, okay, you know, rephrase this this way around structure wow. and organization, tone and voice. Wow. It says maintain the current tone and voice of the piece because we told it to kind of do it in a specific tone and voice. Um, it does things like grammar and spelling. It kind of fixes those and does that, and then around formatting as well. So this is a, a this is a very powerful prompt that you can go ahead yeah. and modify yourself, and now you can give any writer or anyone from that's bringing you a piece of content to fit into the style of your uh, of your writing of your team. And what's important yeah. about this is that. This now goes into that second part, right? Is the efficiency part. It's like, yes, yeah. you can provide all these things manually, but it's much easier for somebody like a, a language model like this that knows the relationship between sentences and grammar and spelling and all these things and, and can kind of and knows the context and give you the the overall uh, feedback. So this is one of the more interesting ones um that i've had uh but let's wow. go in uh, what do you think about this one, one zach yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say one one quick thing i want to mention before you move on is just if if for nothing else what this does is it saves any editor the time to organize like overall feedback line editing spelling and grammar like um you know uh specific uh in, you know inline edits right that that time spent alone organizing feedback right 
you just saved, let's call it at least 30 minutes, right? That it might take somebody to just figure out, all right, how am I going to organize the sections of feedback that I want to give to this writer, right? And then even these specific examples, even if some of them are more general, all you need to do is, is take that general statement and add a little bit of extra context for specificity. Exactly. Like for, you, know, you, you say, for example, X, Y, Z, and that's it, right? And or you can even ask ChatGPT in a follow up to like, hey, give me one or two specific examples of how we need to clarify language in the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Again, th this is powerful. And like, I feel like as, as you get into this, you just you start coming up with all these other ideas of, oh, my gosh, like how how could I make this, you know, workflow a little bit easier? Um, and again, the goal is like, this is not this is not to like replace your editor. This is to make your editor much more efficient and effective and probably like enjoy their job a little bit more because they get to go and focus on like the core substance of critique, right? They get to really, you know, critique the piece holistically rather than having to spend so much time picking apart, right, each individual sentence. Exactly, exactly. So I, of course, it went ahead and did that and it's basically giving us some really, really good examples in here on how to do that. So, so just like we saw before, this is a progressive approach, right? You're asking it certain yeah. things and then you can kind of evolve on that and you can ask it to modify that because it has a history of all this, all these things that you gave it before. Now, one, this one, is like a much more uh, sophisticated, remember the Hemingway app? Did you ever use that? Yeah. Like the little Chrome extension or whatever that you used, you could throw your like blog post in and it would highlight sections and say clarify or like, you know, your, your poor sentence structure or whatever it was like, this is like a significantly more sophisticated version of that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one thing that I wanted to, so the next, what I wanted to ask you before was we wrote yeah. this chat GPT in higher ed marketing, right? And um, one of the things it's that it's really good at is give you multiple perspectives and viewpoints mm. on a particular topic. So if somebody is giving you, like if you're writing an article, you want to be unbiased or you want to kind of, um, somebody has an opinion on something and you don't have enough research or you like you're, you want different viewpoints on this. So yeah. one of the, one of the prompts that's really useful for this is you can give it a topic and then you can say for the above topic, write multiple perspectives from a group with different viewpoints for each perspective, mm. write in their own voice using phrases that that person would use. So this then gives you an ability to now, um, in this case, it's it's giving you a perspective of a higher education marketing manager, right? Mm, and it's yeah. going in and saying, higher education marketing manager, ChatGPT has become an indispensable tool for me to effectively communicate with potential students, ability to process vast amount of information, provides personalized responses, engage in natural conversation. Uh, ChatGPT has helped with universities stand out from the com competition. Not only does it save time and resources, but it also ensures that our communication with students is consistent and tailored for specific needs. Um, <laughs> another one, perspective from the admissions office. Um, I have a perspective from a prospective student, right? Wow. So you can see yeah. that. As a prospective student, I found ChatGPT to be an incredibly useful tool in my college search. It allowed mm. me to get answers to my questions quickly and easily without having to navigate to confusing websites and wait for a response from an admissions officer. <laughs> The personal, personalized responses I received made me feel like um, a university uh, and invested in my success and the instant support gave me the confidence. So essentially, you can use this prompt in a number of different topics and you'll figure out different points of view from different 
uh, perspectives. This can be very yeah. useful if you're um, if you're considering a new initiative, or if you are just even curious about something, or if you're writing an email on a topic and you want to understand, like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm I have the voice of multiple people, but without doing interviews or asking those different people uh, or, or different types of groups how they feel, uh, this can kind of provide, you know, the starting of that research. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm also just thinking too? Yeah, to, to your point on this is like just even coming up with good questions to ask particular audiences and stakeholders. Like, you know, sp folks spend so much time in like survey design, like surveying prospective mm -hmm. students, surveying existing students, surveying you know, faculty members, right? Serving alumni, whatever it might be, using a tool like this to just come up with like really great survey questions could also be an incredible you know, time saver. And hey, specific questions for specific segments within that population that, that you want to survey, right? Like, how do you ask a question? What would be a good question to ask somebody who is from this background, who's in this particular program, uh, who's, you know, who's a sophomore, who's a junior, and just, you know, using this again, as a as a incredibly powerful brainstorming co pilot, right partner in crime, so to speak, um, does all the legwork for you so that you can go and, and, and really sort of put your your creative juices to work once you have sort of a, a baseline understanding of, you know, the, the possibilities that are that are more that, you know, that come to mind a little bit more quick, quickly, so to speak. Exactly. And we can go ahead and write that survey and it actually does that for us. It's a, we, we asked it to write <laughs> two question survey for each group on their opinion of the topic, came back and said, <laughs> For higher ed marketers, um, have you found ChatGPT to be an effective tool to improve your engagement communication with prospective students? In your opinion, what are the key benefits of using ChatGPT in higher ed marketing and how does it compare to other communication channels? So again, <laughs> you know, like we can kind of continue on this trend, on, on this thread and, and kind of build on yeah. top of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, uh, this is so amazing. Artists, do you know from a technical perspective how long it retains the quote unquote memory of, of the thread. Yeah. I think it's about 3000 words. Okay. Which okay. is about 4,000. They call them tokens, which technically is, um, is about a word. So about 3000 words, which is pretty long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, memory context. I think, I think that's more memory than I have, um, on, on most days, <laughs> right? So, Five minutes and uh, then, you know, forget about it. I know. It. <laughs> and then it, I, it was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, this has been awesome, man. I, I love the show and tell. And again, for folks who are just listening to this, I would recommend that you go, we'll, we'll have the YouTube link in the show notes. And so even if you've listened to it, it it'll probably be more interesting and more, um, helpful if you just kind of scroll down to the bottom, check out the the link in the show notes, and you can at least see some of these prompts that Artis and I referenced today. Uh, again, we'll also be sure to link ChatGPT in the show notes as well. So you can go ahead and just play around with it yourself if you haven't already. And of course, we'll have fun links to lots of great content from our from our friends at Element. But again, this is episode two in the, in a four-part series here. Artis, this has been great. Thank you so much for for your time. Any parting words for folks before we sign off today? So this is just scratching the surface. I will actually have a webinar going a little bit deeper in some uh, of these prompts on March 8th. So we can add that link to that webinar as well. But uh, we're actually going to cover you know, some of the progressive uh, prompts and, and we'll have mm. about 10 or so prompts that you know, from subject writing to some of the other things that we talked about today. 
and we'll we'll make a lot of these available uh, on our website and some of the prompts as well. That's amazing. And if you're listening to this and it's after March 8th, uh, we'll have a link to the recording of the webinar that you can that you can check out as well. Um, assuming that uh, Element uh, is cool with that. <laughs> of course, yes. Of course, of course, yes. Uh, well, great. Uh, thank you all so much for for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey all Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you liked this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.